Hello and welcome to this special episode of Tales from the Leeds Library, the Leeds Library's podcast series in which we talk to members of our extended community about their lives, their work and their relationship to books, libraries and literature. Founded in 1768, the Leeds Library is the oldest surviving subscription library in the UK. In today's episode, we'll be diving into the library's rich history with one of our longest subscribing members to find out what makes us one of the most interesting and unique cultural institutions in Leeds and the UK. I'm Mimi Dagoff, the Archives Assistant at the Leeds Library. And I'm Anna Goodridge, the Assistant Librarian. Our guest is Ms Judith Pickard, who just celebrated her 70th anniversary of joining the library. So, welcome Judith. Uh, you must really love the library, um, I think as much as we do as well. And um, We thought we would start by looking at your memories of the library uh, over the past 70 years, as you must have seen some real changes um, since you first joined in 1952. Indeed. <laughs> and we would really like to hear what the library was like when you first became a member. And later we will ask you about the changes you have seen, but our first question is how did you first find out about the library and what made you want to join? I was friendly with a young man called Martin Horsell. Horsell's made printing inks <laughs> and his parents were members of the library yeah. and Martin took me in and he used to talk to the librarian while I used to sneak in and have a look at the Vogue. <laughs> <laughs> In those days, clothes were rationed. Yeah. So any ideas I could get from the Vogue were useful. Mm -hmm. And in the end, the then librarian, a lovely man called Mr. Walker, Mm -hmm. said to Martin, why doesn't your young lady join the library? She spends more time in here than you do. (laughs) So I said, frankly, Mr. Walker, I didn't know I could join. I thought it was limited to Leeds ratepayers and you had to be um, a professional person, a surgeon, a doctor. And I said, I haven't reached those heights yet. Um, No, he said, put an application in. So I did. Mm -hmm. And much to my surprise, it was accepted because in those days the membership was limited to 500 and because it was a snobby thing like the like the pews in the Leeds Parish Church yes people who have them and no longer use them as with the share wouldn't give them up oh interesting mm. yeah and that's how it came about and oh never regretted it <laughs> been part of my life well you you must not have done because you're still a member 70 years later <laughs> so you actually showed us a copy of your share certificate that you still got so we can probably share some pictures of that can't we on social media yeah um, definitely so if that's all right with you we yeah. put that out there because it's yeah. you know yeah. it's, it's um, and the then librarian mr beckwith i think i only saw once because he just stayed in his office. <laughs> really? 
That's interesting. Uh, Mr. Beckwith is a kind of infamous figure in the archives because he was a big historian and he kept a lot of his letters and notes. Yeah. So that must have been what he was doing yeah. in his yeah. office. In, 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 I, I think I only saw him once. Yeah. Um, in fact, I didn't know what he looked like. Really? I didn't know it was Mr. Beckwith. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, because so, yeah. it's it's interesting because the the impression that you get from the archive is some really sort of jolly yeah, conversational, you know, quite popular. But clearly, he was sat in his office. <laughs> <laughs> that was Mr. Beckwith. There's some letters, aren't there, that, that really make him come across as, as yes. quite. But as I said, clearly, yeah. clearly, he was just spending yeah. all of his time yeah. writing letters. But that's why it's so interesting to speak to you because you can remember what he was actually like. <laughs> Well, yes, I, I would never have thought he was a jovial no. person. Uh, yeah. As I say, it was, we always thought he was a hermit. <laughs> <laughs> so you can be wrong. Yes. Yeah, that's true, that's true. So who who do you really remember as kind of the face of the library at, the, at that time then, if it wasn't Mr Beckwith? Who would you talk to the most in the library? We weren't encouraged to speak. Ah, anywhere. Yeah. Not just in the reading room, just anywhere at all. It was cathedral-like, oh the atmosphere. Yeah. Um, the only place we spoke was at the desk. Yeah. Well, and uh, that had to be very quiet as well. But there were gentlemen, in fact, there was one who lived near me at Boston Spa. He used to come in on the same bus. He was a solicitor, and he used to talk to me about the library. Mm -hmm. I didn't know where it was. Yeah. And um, I discovered that he used to go in after lunch and spend the afternoon asleep. <laughs> yeah, that and doesn't surprise then, me. Then he'd go home. Yeah. So he worked in the morning and must have had something to eat and then he'd, he'd sleep in the afternoon. Yeah. And go home. I, I've seen people snoozing in the library. I was library. going to say, I think that's a long story tradition at the yeah. library. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and, uh, I don't think he ever used it for books. No. He might have looked at the paper. Yes. Um, but all the time you saw him from about two o'clock to four o'clock. That was hard and fast asleep. Snooze time. <laughs> exactly. It's not a bad work day though. No. <laughs> not a bad work day at all. Does that happen now? Um, not so much, but certainly a few years ago, I, I remember a, a few members that, that were famous for snoring in our ah. chairs. <laughs> and I won't snore. mention names. You can't snore in the library. But yeah, the, No, they definitely snored in the library. One was quite loud. We all used to studiously pretend that we couldn't hear them, but we could. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's lovely to talk about all the animals and what... What happened? Um, I think it was before we started talking, uh, but you mentioned that um, there used to be a lady downstairs in the library in the entrance with at the counter. Yeah, yeah. as you walked in, there was this kiosk 
and the lady would receive your books and send them up at this dumb waiter and then send your new ones down. So you didn't even need to go upstairs no, then, in, in effect, did you? No. Yeah. And actually, um, there was an estate agent from Hollis and Webb, I think, mm. and he was a member for a long time, but he had to leave because he couldn't get up the stairs. Yeah. And I thought, what a pity that system isn't going now. Mm. Yes. Because um, I think he had been a member a long time. Yeah. Mm. Uh, he was another lunchtime member. Was he? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But the, the library didn't do hobbies and things in those no. days. Mm. It was purely and simply yes. a library. Mm. Yeah. So um, I don't. I don't think there was no. it, there was even a book club. No. Really. And presumably there was no chatting between other members while you were in there. <laughs> Certainly not. <laughs> the street outside. <laughs> were you ever a member of any of the, the book clubs and things when they started? Or were you interested in something? No, because I was um, already involved in some outside. Mm, mm. And um, from a vague look at the books they were going to read... I didn't find it. <laughs> but I was working. Yes. So, and they were meeting during the day, so yes. I, I couldn't anyway. Yeah. And uh, so. Um, one thing I'm interested in is you said earlier that um, it was someone you knew that got you involved in the library, yeah. that you'd uh, uh, known it that way. Um, is there anyone that you can remember introducing the library to? Hmm. Or any friends that you made through the library? I have taken people to the library and they have become members, but don't ask me to remember them. Oh, no, of course not, of course <laughs> but not. I, well, I didn't know it existed. Yes, yes. That's the war cry. I didn't know it was here. Yeah. And um, I, mean, I took a... Um, Addie Davidson, an architect in Bradford, lived in Old Woodley. He didn't know it was there until I took him round. We still get now people coming in just to visit and going, I've lived in Leeds all my life and I never knew you were here. So. Yeah, exactly. And you still get people at the door thinking it's the public library. Yes, yes. And yes. You, have, you have to redirect them in yes. a polite way. So I, the next question we had was... Um, Obviously, you have been a member for 70 years, which is a long time. Um, and you've already kind of mentioned a couple of the changes, like the introduction of different clubs in the library and things. Um, what do you think has been the biggest change that you can remember in the library from when you joined to when you... Last the year? fact, I think, that they actually have events now to which non-members can go mm-hmm. and, and be included. Yeah. Uh, if you're a member of a, a group or a, a part of people, and you, you know that they'd be interested in a certain thing, but you you couldn't take them before because they weren't members. When did when, when did we have that piano recital? When they hold that grand piano up? Oh gosh! That that Yorkshire pianist. That sounds um, amazing. I yeah, can't it, remember. It was quite a, an ordeal to get it in, wasn't it? Yeah. 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 How did you even fit it through the doors? 
that, I think, I'm sure there's something in the archive that's listed uh, somewhere. There's like a poster or something. I know I've seen one. Wow. We'll, have to, we'll have to find out and let you know. Yeah. Yeah. I, I'm, I'm just curious um, that, uh, I mean, he was a well-known classical pianist and he mm. gave this recital. Um, I think we must have paid, mustn't we? I would imagine so, mm. yeah. Mm. But they, you did. Yeah. Well, I mean, grand pianos are easy because you just pull them to bits and reassemble them, don't That's you? That's true, yeah. Uh, but uh, it was good recital and yes. we enjoyed it. Uh, but it was not repeated, unfortunately. Mm-hmm. But the lunch, the lunchtime plays and things that were put on, they were yes. they were enjoyable. Lunchtime plays and, uh, and the sherry party as well at Christmas. Yes. Yes. Uh, that I should think, but I hardly ever went because I didn't like sherry anyway. <laughs> but I used to like I used to like it when it was at lunchtime. Yeah. Um, and then they said people who work couldn't get in at lunchtime. Um, but I always do the raffle at that. The, the tombola, yes, I always manned the tombola. That yeah. was my thing. That was my job. Yeah. And yeah. Uh, it was quite, quite profitable, didn't it? Yes, yes, it was very popular. And I think the more sherry people drunk, the more popular it got. <laughs> <laughs> so that's why you moved it to the evening. Yeah. Yeah. Yes, it was yeah, it was good there. Yeah. Uh, oh, another thing I did, which was the library, was very useful. The Law Society. I, I worked in a legal office. The Law Society um, had its sesquicentenary. Right. And uh, just so happened, our principal partner um, was chairman of the Law Society at that time, mm-hmm. and he had to compile. A brief history for the Yorkshire Post. So guess who we got? And I went down into the bowels of the library, which was pretty grotty in those days. It was in those days. It's better now, but it was very grotty. Back Dug then. out an old Yorkshire Post and Leeds Mercury. Yes. And found the setting up of the Law Society in Leeds. Wow. And the, its offices were in Albion Place. Right, lovely. Just behind, and and um, so we managed to dig something out, and they made a two-page spread of this. Yeah. So I thought, oh, and that was in the Yorkshire Post. Yeah. yeah. Um, and my my principal partner had never been in the, the library. Yeah. Didn't know it existed, mm. and it was a Leeds boy born and bred. Yeah. Like a certain prime minister. <laughs> Yes. Yeah. But I think that is one thing. Sorry, go on. Mm-hmm. I, I think that's one thing that's lovely about the library. As you said, it's just the longevity. Yeah. Like, it's, it's been in Leeds for so long. It's basically seen the city kind of grow up, really, hasn't it? Yes. And, yeah. it's... and the people who started it, um, they were... Very, very clever people. In them. I mean, Joseph Priestley, um, they were all very, very clever people. Mm. Uh, and certainly the, um, the people who founded the library cared a lot about kind of knowledge and, and sharing knowledge amongst themselves. Exactly. And, exactly. Yeah. And, uh, yeah. And, 
I think we should look up to those sorts of people and, and benefit from them mm. and think, I'll try and mm. do something. Mm. But um, Jackie Proctor, she was a member of the library, wasn't she? She was, yes. Yeah, because it was Jackie that arranged the trip that mm. I met Alan on. Yes. Mm. And, uh, where, where did you used to go on the trips? We, we went to... Uh, we went to Manchester, didn't we? So went to and Manchester. they changed Leeds as well, didn't they? Yes. Mm. Yes. Uh, so kind of inter interlibrary friendship, as it were. Yeah. <laughs> they were the other. Um, but they didn't. They didn't know hardly how they knew each other. Didn't they? <laughs> right. No, no, there wasn't acquaintanceship. Maybe. It was the Independent Library Association, or right, right, um, right. So uh, I think it was those. I, I think libraries. we went to Liverpool. You went to Liverpool. And you went to Bradford, so I think because it's Bradford Mechanics, so it must have been there, the perhaps that you went to. Because I remember photographs of a Kiwi that you were all, you were all there. I've, I've seen somewhere. And uh, <laughs> yeah, uh, did did we did we go to Wordsworth House through that, or was that was that a private one? I don't know because after that there was um, another member. Uh, who started organising trips. Oh. Um, so I'm not quite sure. And because I didn't, unfortunately, because I was working, didn't get to go on them. So, oh. <laughs> um, so I can't quite remember. Um, but there were lots of trips. We think we should bring back the Leeds Library coach trips. Because they, it was the Athenaeum, wasn't it, in Liverpool? The Athenaeum, yeah. And that was... That was kind of a... A weird carry-on, because it wasn't open all the time. That was very much a gentleman's club with a library in it, wasn't it? And it had a dress code. When I visited it, it had a dress code. Oh, really? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. And, um... Because it didn't open all the time. No. Mm. And I think there were just two members of the club Mm. who had access to the library Mm. and would let you in on... to be there on duty on certain days. Yes. Uh, But that was was really, really close shop, wasn't it? Yes. And... I remember um, when you were talking earlier about how you'd come to join the library that you didn't actually realise that everyone was allowed to join it. Um, Yeah. Did you you feel that... uh, the library at that time almost had some kind of, you know, like dress code or something like that that you needed yeah, to... For, well, the equivalent. Mm. The equivalent. Mm. Um, shall I say you weren't welcome with open arms? Mm. Um, and it was limited to 500 people. Yes, yes. Uh, and the pe- as I said, the, the shares were, were like... Gold, mm. uh, and you have to be vetted by the committee before they accept really? you. What kind of questions did they ask? They didn't. Oh um, right, you had references, didn't you? And then we it was had, passed to the committee. We had, right. uh, I, I was lucky. Ah, the uh, that share certificate. The solicitors for the library were deblucked, mm-hmm. and just came to pass. That the lady at Dib Lipton's, she and I had worked together. Yes. <laughs> oh, really? <laughs> and she signed mm-hmm. um, the, the receipt. Well, Mr Beckwith signed it, of course. Um, but I, th- I think she swished it through. Yeah. Uh, yeah. 
Because you had to be introduced by somebody, didn't you? Even to, before you could apply, you were introduced. Yeah, and then Martin who did it. Yeah. And he went, he went to South Africa. Um, I think his work was there. Mm. I don't think he could... Um, he had two brothers. Uh, one... Well, they must all... No, the, older, the eldest one was a member. Mm. Um... Yeah, I'm sure the oldest one was a member. Mm. It'd probably taken over Dad's mm. membership. Mm. Um, was that very common? Mm. Uh, for, was that very common for family members to take over? Oh um, yes. Oh yes. If if Dad had one, you get you get it. Mm. Um, I, I, I tell you, it was it was like a clothes shop. Mm. Um, Funny part was, I don't think a lot of them read the books. Really? Um, I used I used to like Martin Wainwright, and but he was an MP. How often did he get in? Mm, not 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 particularly often. No. Mm. Yeah. And and I don't think his wife came in very often. I used to see her more down at Gibson mm. doing charity work than in in the library. Mm. Well, what what kind of um. Things were were you interested in with the library? Like what what kept you renewing your subscription? Um, like do you think for you was it was it the reading and the access to the books or it was it was it was the reading because mm. outside I, I was very involved in in charity things. Yes, yes. So, um, but uh, oh no, about oh, I had two brothers and a father and a mother and the five of us would sit round mm. reading. We were reading family. Mm-hmm. Um, that that was our pleasure in those days because yeah. there wasn't much else to do. Mm. Uh, and you can't be a good book. <laughs> <laughs> That's definitely true. I Educational. Gonna, absolutely. I was going to ask you as well. Do you have in the library a favourite place and why? So, you know, when she, I remember you coming into the library and you often used to end up in the reading room with the newspapers. Yes. Yes, and I just wondered, was that your favourite place to be in the library? Or was that just where you found yourself? Because some, sometimes we find people have a favourite spot in the library. Uh, and that's yeah, where I used like to pick to up a newspaper and go into the reading room. Mm. It was peaceful and I could catch up with the news. And, yeah. And, uh, yeah. Yeah. I, I, I didn't... I didn't want to waste my free time chatting. Mm. I could do that. Yeah. But my library time was my time. Mm. 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 I'm interested um, because obviously the reading room is a lovely and very peaceful place, but it is also right next to the street with lots of buskers on it, I well, think. We find. Have, oh, it used to be terrible. Really? Yeah. And, um, I think Jeffrey was going to move on sometimes. Yeah, well, we're we're still having the same issues yes. now. And really, uh, have they started again? Oh yes, yes. I don't know if they ever stopped. Really, no. um, um, there's very loud amps and there's some quite dubious music. Really? <laughs> yes. But I, it seems to have always uh, been an issue or contentious for the library. I found a letter recently from yeah. the 1880s where the library had written to the Leeds police asking if they can do anything about the buskers, which is quite funny. So it's interesting to know that you've had that experience oh, yeah, as well as your yeah. time in the library. Um, there was a, we had a lull for a time, though. Yes. Uh, and it started again. It's constant now. 
Sometimes we, we, we take stock and you get it where there's no buskers and you think, gosh, it's very quiet. And then you realise it's the peaceful tranquility. <laughs> there's no buskers. <laughs> and you realise what the library could be like. Mm. So it's, it's completely different without the cacophony of noise of course I think sometimes you get someone who is actually quite a talented musician yes. and then it's lovely you know um, it's rare though unfortunately there was, was a girl who used to come on her own and she used to play classical stuff and it was lovely oh, but oh. there was some I think there were a couple of lads who they're just noisy. Mm. It was just bang, bang, bang with them. It wasn't music. No. I think the, the nicer ones, they, they used to get the Leeds College of Music students used to come out, I think, practice on the streets. So that, that was nice. Mm. Yeah. That was yeah. nice. We've seen it all, haven't we? We have indeed. Mm. So just sort of bringing us back up into the present now, we showed you the plans, the new plans for the library. What were your impressions of, of the new building and what it might be like and... and I think it would be an additional asset for Leeds, mm-hmm. in extra to the one that yeah. they've already got. Um, I'm really, really pleased yeah. because it's been so short of space, yeah. uh, and it looks lovely. Yeah. And I'm just sorry I won't be able to get in. We'll have to try and get you in so at least you can see it when it's finished, won't we? Oh, we'll, have to, we'll have to try and do something so you can... Especially with the new lift. Um, yeah. yeah. And uh, so... Yes, I think we've got like a, uh, just two more questions, really. Yes. Um, so the first one is, so if you were in charge of the library right now, um, what... What one change would you make, or what would you introduce? I would have to think a lot about that question, <laughs> because um, in a way, somewhere I've always walked in and felt cosy. Mm. Um, I wouldn't really want to start. Mm-hmm. Without thought, yeah, of course. About making big changes because yeah. that would alter it. Yeah, yeah. It wouldn't be the library. Yeah, yeah. And it's uh, lovely to know that it's such a like place of comfort for you. Uh, yeah, I just love it. Yeah. <laughs> um, they've always had wonderful staff. They've always been. Um, so because I. I'm glad the library got charitable status mm. because, um, as I say, when I first joined it, it, it couldn't have qualified. It was a snobby... Yeah. Uh, bit elitist, wasn't it, really? Like you were saying, it's kind of elitist, wasn't it? Yeah. Um, so that could never, ever... But as it expanded and got more... Money, but then again, it was hidebound by its... Lack of space. Mm. There was a limit to the number of people it, it could yeah. comfortably accommodate. Yeah, yeah. And uh, but it did extend the number gradually, didn't it? It did. So in the nineties, they had the associate membership, didn't they? So they extended that by two hundred and fifty. Um, and then so going back to your point about the shareholders, I remember the first person I signed up as an associate. And the first question they asked me is, "When will I get a share?" That's all they were interested in. Um, but then, obviously, now, since we've become a charity, 
we've extended the membership beyond well beyond that and uh, yeah it's it's great we've got a lot more people and a lot more people using the library people join to get a share thinking if they had to sell the building they get a share out i don't know because it was it was from a staff member's point of view it was very much um how shall i put this it was elitist from the other side. We didn't really talk to the members as much. There was sort of like a, a you know, so we, we would never have asked them. We used, we used to muse. Um, but, um, yeah, I don't really know why. I think they just wanted the share for the prestige was the impression um, that we got. Because that never actually occurred to me that... No. Uh, that aspect of... of yeah. That it could maybe have happened if it... Yeah. Oh, that would have been a disaster. Mm-hmm. Well, thankfully that hasn't had to happen. Oh. And with the new building, you know, we're hoping to invite yeah. more and more and more people yeah. to come and become members. So, yeah. Oh, that's, that's great. So, yeah. yeah, they want to increase again, which will, will be great. Because, I mean, one of the things and the changes that I've noticed in the 21 years I've been there is people use the library more and they use it because they enjoy the space and they like to come there and read the books yeah. or just chat with the friends. And it's, it's you know, even in my time, it's changed You're not allowed to speak? No. <laughs> yeah. No? Oh. Yeah. I can't imagine that now, because it's, <laughs> to me, it's, it's such a vibrant, lively place. Yeah. Um, oh, darling, it was like, it was like a church when I joined. That's where you should have been able to genuflect as we came in. So, kind of along the lines of that, what what advice do you think you would give to new members who are joining now? Make the most of it mm. while you can. Mm. Use it. Yeah. Don't lose it. I think that's sound advice uh, <laughs> for many things, not just the libraries. Of, of all the leisure occupations, if you're interested in books and investigations and things, the library is the place. Mm-hmm. And uh, it has a feeling that the public library doesn't have. Mm. I'm not belittling public libraries. No. I think they're a wonderful institution. Yeah. But the library is a kind of one-off mm-hmm. uh, in, in Leeds. And it's special. Mm-hmm. It's been part of Leeds for so long. Yeah. Uh, I always think it's a shame that people don't know about it. Mm. On the other hand, <laughs> you want people to know about um, yeah. yeah. It's that balance of promoting it, isn't it? And then, you know. Exactly, yeah. exactly. Um, but it's, I think it's lovely to have. Yes. And I'm so pleased it's doing well now. Um, there was a time, I think, that it was... It's, it's life would kind of looking very dodgy. I think over the years, and we're talking over its entire history, I think there's been a few occasions. Quite a few times, yeah. yeah. But we yeah. always seem to curve back up again. Yes. Yeah, yeah, I think uh, 
Yes, I think I think it's had some dodgy moments. Yeah, that's true. Um, but now, surely, it's on its way up. Onwards yes. and upwards. Yeah, which I think always happens. You know, yeah. it's happened throughout the library's history, and I think mm. it's just a testament to how much people do yeah. love books and love, you know, kind of sharing stories mm. and things, that it yeah. always comes back. Yeah. Like, you know, we just we won't let it die. <laughs> yeah, and... Uh, it's so appreciated now, mm-hmm. um, more so than it was. Uh, as I say, when I joined, people had shares, but we never went in. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It was just a snob thing to be a member of the Leeds Library. Mm-hmm. And, um, but as far as reading, mm-hmm. oh, did you do that? Mm-hmm. Wasn't part of their life. Mm. Too busy snoring in corners. <laughs> <laughs> but I just wanted to say thank you very much for taking part in our podcast today. Yeah. Uh, and it's been a real pleasure to hear about your memories of the library. This has been a podcast from the Leeds Library. Thanks very much for listening. If you would like to find out more about the Leeds Library and any of our upcoming events, please visit our website at www.theleedslibrary.org.uk or you can follow us on Twitter, Instagram or Facebook at The Leeds Library. You can also find information there about our fundraising campaign, supporting the library's expansion into our new building and our next chapter. Thanks again for listening and make sure you lend your ear to our previous episodes if you'd like more from Tales from the Leeds Library.